So today we're going to continue looking at our series that we started a few weeks ago about Yahweh, about the names of God, of, of what those names mean and just the different names. And if I don't know if you remember that, but it was a couple weeks ago. I sometimes struggle with what I even had for dinner last night. So if you don't, that's okay, because I'll, I'll kind of help you give you a little, little summary here of what we talked about. So two weeks ago, we looked at Yahweh, or this name Yahweh. It was the name that God gave Moses when Moses saw this burning bush, but the bush really wasn't burning. It's kind of an odd thing to see a burning bush. And so God, God, and then God, Yahweh tells Moses, he says, you know what? I want you to go to Pharaoh, the most powerful person in the world, and say, you know, the slaves you've had for 400 years, you need to let them go. And then you're going to go to the Israelites, and they're going to listen to you, and they're going to they're go. And so Moses asked for a sign. Well, how do I know? Who do I say that, that, that I'm supposed to do all this? And he says, Yahweh. That's the name it, that he says. And we see not that this name Yahweh, that it has power, that this is a name that also shows that God is always present, that God is with us, and that Yahweh saves. In fact, we looked at the name of Jesus, that Jesus' name actually means Yahweh saves. Today we're going to look at our next name on the list, and this name is Yahweh Rohai. And this is a, this is a name that you're going to be familiar with. It's the name we see in Psalm 23. The Psalm 23 that many of us, as I said, know this, we're familiar with it, and it begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. And when we think of a shepherd, I actually have thoughts of, of my time that I've spent in Africa of a shepherd, and a shepherd is one that I think of the Maasai people, who the Maasai people will have this, this blanket wrapped around them, like this will actually kind of be all that they wear, not exactly like this, but they'll wear it, and then... Like I put this underneath, but then they also, like underneath their robe, like every one of them, every once in a window blow, and you'll see this big sword that they, that they use. So that's what they're, they're kind of dressed like. So that's what I think of as a shepherd when I think of that. And now I'm, I want you to know that I'm going to just kind of talk in a little bit negative about the Maasai people, but it's not really negative. It's in, I have dear friends that are Maasai, and I love them dearly. But the life they live in the world that they live in and just like the things they do like it has got to be one of the worst existence in the face of this earth because they live in the middle of nowhere there is no water around food is very very scarce they just survive by what they find like it is it is a miserable life and with water being really scarce soap in a bath is a very rare rare thing and when they see me and they want to hug me I don't really like it because they smell really, really bad. There's a lot of B.O. Now, know that I love them, but like, it's hard because it's, it's very unpleasant. And I look at my life, and I think, is, like, if this is a life of a shepherd, is this something really, like, is this what I want to be part of? Like, I, this is hard for me. And, like, because they're smelly. Like, shepherds are smelly. They, they're dirty, they're dusty, they're around animals all day, so they obviously smell like animals. And do they even really even have a home? Or do they just sleep underneath the rocks or the stars all night long? And what does that mean really to, for someone to be my shepherd? In fact, I don't, is, is a shepherd even a thing anymore in America? Do we even have shepherds? And then I think of us, like do we as, as a 
group of people do we even need a shepherd anymore? Because we really have everything we need at our fingertips, don't we? Like our cell phones and even like this iPad. Like there's a, you would be amazed at what I could do with just this little thing, just this iPad. And we're smart people. Like we know how to live. We know how to take care of ourselves. We know how the system works. We know we can survive. So why do I need a shepherd? And, and what, what even does a shepherd do? Like, I don't, do we really know that? Like, when was the last time any of you have had coffee, sat down with a coffee and, and with a shepherd and said, okay, tell me about what you do. Tell me about your day. I didn't see hands go up, so it's just like me, like never. Because I, I, I don't know any shepherds. So let's, before we start, let's look at Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now we know that Psalms, that this was written by King David. This is a psalm that David is, if you don't remember, like David was a shepherd. So he knows what the life of a shepherd means. He knows that the significance or insignificance of being a shepherd in that day was. And over time, like I think this word shepherd, like we really don't quite understand the significance of what David was saying in this psalm when he wrote this. And today we're going to look at this. We're going to look at a pretty rapid fashion. Lots of fill in the blanks. You're probably going, okay, what happened to the pastor here? Because there's all kinds of fill in the blanks here. Nope, I, I, I did this. Um, so we probably should have spent lots of weeks on just this one psalm because there's a lot in here. But if you want to read a book, it's a really great read. It's a book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And this is written by a, a guy named W. Philip Keller. And it's a book, like he was a shepherd, and he wrote this book as it relates to Psalm 23. So he kind of knows what he's talking about because he was a shepherd. And it's an older book, and some of you may have read it, but it's actually a really good book to read. So the first thing is, why a shepherd and why sheep? So I want to start with that. Like, let's look at sheep first. So many people would say that sheep are incapable of caring for themselves. May not agree with me, but that's just, there was a consensus. The sheep are incapable. Now, they're not like other livestock. Like, I know livestock needs care, and they need water, and they need some things. But, you know, like cattle in the summertime, like, the, they, you turn them loose kind of in the hills, and they just fend for themselves, and then you round them up in the fall. So they can somewhat take care of themselves as long as they have some water. Now, this author in this book puts it this way, that sheep need endless attention and meticulous care. That's the need for a shepherd. Now, the sheep are people, they, they, they need community. He, he references this author, references as a flock, and that's what a, a group of sheep is. It's a flock. Kind of like us. We, we are people that we need to be in community. It's like this. This is a community that we need to be in. We need each other. And something that the author says in this is he says, I would as their owner have, con- have to continually lay my life down for them if they were to flourish and prosper. So that's what a shepherd does for his sheep. 
He's willing to lay his life down. And the shepherd also knows his sheep, and the sheep know their shepherd. And I would hope that if someone was going to lay their life down for a sheep, so to speak, that they would actually know them by name, that they would know them. So we start this psalm out with these words. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. So the sheep, us, need a shepherd who is God. And that, sometimes I don't think that's easy. I don't think that's hard. I think that's hard. Because that requires me to submit to my shepherd. That requires me to trust my shepherd. That requires me to be dependent on my shepherd. That requires me to trust my shepherd that the shepherd knows what's best for me. Requires me to trust the shepherd in everything that I need. That, he, that it will be provided for everything that I need. This week I, was, uh, I, I received a call from someone in the jail. And this guy is a guy I've gotten to know over the years. And he was talking to me and he just was like, I, I've got everything I need. Like I'm in jail and I'm going, okay, you've got nothing. And you're locked in a little room for like all day except for like two hours a day. And, but he's saying like, no, I don't nothing. I, I lack nothing. Like I have all I need. I have God and I, I just trust him to be my shepherd. Those aren't exactly the words he used, but that's what I pulled away from that conversation is he has all he needs. The Lord is his shepherd and it's being provided for him. Just like sheep who are completely dependent on their shepherd, we are sheep that need to be de completely dependent on our shepherd who is Yahweh. By following the shepherd, we lack nothing. Now David goes on, he's going to give us some explanation, a little bit more of what he means by the shepherd. To start with, he says, the shepherd gives me peace. These are the words, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now I, I did some research of what would make a sheep lie down. What, do, what does a sheep need to, so it feels comfortable and it will lie down? There's four things that it needs. First one is to not be afraid. Not afraid of anything. Freedom from fear. Because freedom, like there's, there's predators out there. There's just various things that sheep can get scared of. And so they need to not have any fear. The other thing is they need to not have tension. They need not, not have tension with each other. Feel at peace. Feel it be comfortable with each other. Like in sheep, there is a pecking order. But they need to feel so that there's not like this, this squabble between the two of them. That there's not this overhanging unforgiveness maybe like we would have in our life things that they just they're at peace now the next thing is there's no aggravations what i mean by that is like you know i think of out in the hot summer night like there's there's mosquitoes there's bugs there's biting things there's all kinds of things that just just are irritant like the moth when you go to bed at night in the summertime you know that moth that's in the light that just you know makes all that noise its wings are flapping that that's what we're talking about there. And the last thing is, a sheep needs a full belly. It needs to not be hungry. Sheep needs to know, be, be satisfied. It's probably similar to us. Like, who in this room has ever gone to bed, gone in their bed, lied down, and not been able to sleep? All you guys can just go to sleep all the time? Are you kidding me? Like just this week, I, I had a little 
issue with some stuff that came up and we dealt with it. But that night, like I did not sleep. Like I did not sleep because there was an issue with a friend of mine and I, I, I needed to be dealt with, but it's like I couldn't deal with it at 12 o'clock at night and I didn't sleep. But maybe for you, like there's something at work. Maybe you're at work and you're afraid of getting fired. Maybe you're wanting to quit your job. Maybe you're all kinds of things. Maybe you had, like me, like you had a disagreement with somebody. Maybe you had something that you needed to take care of. Maybe you had a, had a fight with a coworker or a fight with a family member. Maybe you even have that Miller buzzing around in the light or that mosquito that just kind of buzzes around and you're afraid it's going to land on you. Maybe you're just, you went to bed hungry. And whatever it is, like, you, you go to bed and you like just lay there. And you can't sleep. You're unable to lie down. Just like a bunch of sheep. We can't lie down. Now, David is telling us that we have Yahweh. We have the shepherd. In fact, in John 10, 11, it tells us that Jesus says, these are his words, he says this to himself, that he is the good shepherd. Sheep that know where their shepherd is. Sheep that are at peace. And they lie down just knowing that their shepherd is near. Knowing at any time they can look up and they see their shepherd there. The shepherd is with them. And we have that shepherd. We have that same shepherd that is always there and that is giving us peace. Even in the presence of our difficulties. Like I'm not going to lie and say life's not hard because life is. And there are predators lurking around this flock of sheep when they lie down. Like us, there's diseases, there's injuries, there's difficulties, there's hardships, there's devastation. And our shepherd, we just need to know that, is always present. And our shepherd can give us peace. Our shepherd gives us that peace so we can lie down. Now we have this good shepherd in our life if we choose to follow him. Now the next thing is, the shepherd refreshes us. The author of the book tells us how some sheep, like they would, he would lead these sheep and there would be a rainstorm or something. He'd be leading them to the, as, the, as the verse says, quiet waters. He'd be leading them to, but they'd see this puddle of just, just gross water. And they would stop, and just a few of them, they would insist on drinking out of this water that would be full of parasites, full of diseases, full of all kinds of things that would, in, it would make them sick. Things that would actually lead to death. Now, Jeremiah 2.13, we see these words. It says, For people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So, goodness, if we rejected those living waters, built our own cisterns, built our own things of water that just break and don't even hold water anymore, thinking that, that like these sheep, like they know that this, they think this disease-infested water is what's best for them. We do the same thing of knowing that, thinking that that's what's best for them. Knowing that whatever I choose, knowing that if I'm going to drink from this water, so to speak, that it's going to harm me. And it's, gonna, it's full of death, but yet I still choose to do that. But we have this shepherd. We have a shepherd that knows where the purest water is. Knows where it's safe for his sheep to drink. Safe for the rest of them. And they're in the presence of their shepherd. And God is that shepherd to us. We can rest in the presence of God. Know that it's safe. Know that he's going to lead us. That he's going to lead us to water that's going to refresh us. If we choose to follow that shepherd. 
a shepherd that leads me beside quiet waters. Waters that are safe to drink from. Waters that aren't going to cause me harm. I trust in my shepherd and I choose to follow him. Next thing we see is the shepherd restores us. Now in the NIV, which is what we usually read, this word is, we see it as, he refreshes my soul. But the, in the NASB translation, which they say is more word for word, we see this word as being restores. Now, here's a term that some of you may know, but if I said you found a, a cast sheep, do you know what that means? I didn't either, so I had to look it up. But, so when a, a sheep casts, this is where a sheep will like lie down, and they seem to always lie down in a rut. And so what they do is they kind of wiggle around and roll around and scratch themselves or do whatever sheep do, but then they all of a sudden find themselves on their back and their legs in, are straight up in the air, and sheep can't turn themselves over. So they're stuck. And they are stuck there until somebody finds them and turns them over or until they die. That's, they're just stuck. So when a shepherd finds a cast sheep, what a shepherd does is he gently rolls the sheep over. And the sheep may have been there for a long time, so all the blood supply in their legs is gone. It's like, they're, they're, they, like they have dead leg, or you know, their leg went to sleep. So the shepherd has to gently, and he holds them, and he rubs their legs to get the blood flow going. And he's also talking to the sheep, comforting the sheep, and he's supporting the sheep until the sheep is restored. And eventually the sheep restores, gets restored, and, and the blood's working, and the sheep is fine, and, and then the sheep will just run off and join the rest of the, rest of the flock. And there's a story in the Bible, Luke 15. Some of you might remember this. About a lost sheep. About this sheep that wanders off. Counts his sheep, and there's 99, and there's one missing. And then the shepherd leaves those sheep alone. And the sheep that lost sight of his shepherd, that wandered off, is maybe his cast is laying there. It's unable to get up. This man finds the sheep, gathers the sheep, puts it around his shoulder, restores it, and takes it back home. That's Jesus, our good shepherd. He's looking for all of the lost sheep. He's looking for all of us lost sheep. And when he finds one, he restores it, and he brings us home. Another thing of a shepherd is a shepherd keeps us from destruction. Now, sheep, if you leave sheep alone all by themselves, what a sheep will do is it will stay on that piece of property and it will actually just, just decimate it. It'll ruin it. Because they will eat every single bit of grass on it. They will even eat the grass to the point where they pull the roots out of the ground and eat it. So it's, there's nothing there anymore. They will just destroy it. Leave it like a wasteland. Now, if you have a good shepherd, one that doesn't just leave their sheep there, a good shepherd knows how to take his sheep to different grazing areas to actually benefit the land by having the sheep graze on it. And a shepherd that does this, that knows how to do this, that has these good grazing lands and these great sheep, these healthy sheep, that shepherd has a really good name. Like our God has a good name. He, he's that good shepherd. Verse 3 tells us, He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows the paths for my life. He knows the ones that's not going to lead to destruction if we choose to follow Him. The shepherds, we have a shepherd that's not going to leave us just in the same place. He's not going to leave us where He's at. 
When he finds us, he's not going to just leave us there. Letting us destroy ourselves, destroying others around us. The shepherd's going to lead us, and he's going to take us along the best paths. If we choose to submit and follow our shepherd. Now, last thing is, or one other thing is, is not the last, but the shepherd protects us. Verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, back in the days when I could still run, um, I would sometimes go and, and, and go and run on trails. So you run on trails because a trail is a lot better than just trying to run up a steep mountain. You know, it's, it's less work and it's like it's a mountain, like you got rock slides and all kinds of things like you can hurt yourself. So it's better to run along the, the darkest valley, so to speak. Because there's trail there, it's sometimes cooler, there's sometimes a creek going through there. So it's just, it's just safer in a lot of ways. But something about running in a trail is that you have cliffs next to you. Like you have cliffs that are, you have to run right ne- next to a cliff. Or you have to run around blind corners. So on those cliffs, there could be something like a mountain lion waiting to just pounce on you. You can run around a blind corner and there is a grizzly bear waiting to maul you. And all I got is a water bottle to protect myself. It's probably not going to work very well. But David's painting that picture for us of the shepherd who is leading his sheep through these darkest sections. Those dark sections, even in our life, and the sheep are following because they know they have nothing to fear. Now there's two things that a shepherd has. And I have a friend that was going to make me a, a, one of the things was a rod, but he had some... Um, family medical crisis and had to leave town. But a rod, think of a rod as something about like this long, and it's got a big ball at the end of it, a big wooden knob on the end. And the closest, if you're a Star Wars fan, think of the, the Tusken Raiders. They got this club thing with this hook thing and this ball on the end. That's kind of what this is. And so this rod was something that the shepherd had, and he could use it to count sheep, like he could use it to use this to count as, as sheep. But he also would use it to protect the sheep. A rod is something that like, if there was a danger in here and if I was a shepherd, I could take this, this rod. And it was perfectly formed to his hand also. And somebody walked to that door, I could just whip it like that and knock the guy out. And we, in fact, we see in the Bible, it says that David killed lions and he killed bears. And it's most likely it was probably with this rod. And this rod also could be used to discipline sheep because sheep sometimes will, you know, they're, they'll just do things they're not supposed to do. Like they'll eat, try to eat poisonous, poisonous grass. So the shepherd could throw it at them just to kind of startle the sheep and get it to move on and get it to, to move, not eat that grass. Or it could, it's going to fall into a, off a cliff or something. It could throw, he could throw that to, to discipline the sheep. Or if the sheep was being too aggressive to the other sheep. He could use it to, to throw it just to kind of jolt the person back into, into what the sheep into what they're supposed to be doing. So we look at 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So how does this live in our life? Well, God gave us his word. God gave us his word that we find in the Bible that protects us from the enemy. And we said last week, when we were saying this, like God's name has power. His words in the Bible have power. Now, 
you can, you guys are probably all know, like people give you Bible verses, you're struggling in life, they give you Bible verses to pray over this, read this, say these words. Why do they do that? Because his words have power. That's his rod. We, just here this morning, I prayed in the name of Jesus because Jesus' name has power. His words have power. So we have that rod in our lives. We have the word of God in our lives to, for that protection. Now the staff is something like this that you're more familiar with. This long stick with the hook at the end. Now something about this, a shepherd, when a, when a lamb is born, a shepherd could reach out and pick up the lamb and take it to its, its mother, the head of its mother. And he would do that so that his smell wouldn't get on it so that the mother wouldn't reject the lamb and leave it by itself. Another thing that the shepherd could do with this is when there's, like the sheep get nervous or they're afraid or they're scared or something is going on, he could just gently reach out and just gently touch the side of the sheep, letting him know he's there, letting him know that, that his, he's present, that it's okay, you're safe, you're okay. Now, another thing, the shepherd and Wyatt has a hook. And if somebody was in the front row, I can see one always sit in the front row. Like, I could reach around and I could grab Kathy by the neck if she's stuck and I could pull her out of danger. In fact, Chris showed me a video of this sheep that had fallen in a crack. The shepherd reached down, pulled him out. The sheep gets up, runs away, and he jumps up again and falls right back in the same crack. So the shepherd's constantly pulling us out of the crevice, saving us from that. Now, I think these are all things that we can relate to, having this staff and this rod in our lives. Because there's times when, well, I needed to be jolted. I needed that rod to come whizzing by my head. Keep me from danger. Keep me from something happening in my life. Times when maybe I'm just stuck. I'm stuck somewhere, and it's probably going to lead to death. And I need that shepherd to go and reach that around my neck and just yank me out of there. And there's times in my life when I'm scared, when I'm alone, that I'm fearful. I feel like no one's even cares. I got no one to turn to. I got, I, why even bother? In that time when that shepherd just gently touches me without staff and comforts me and says, I'm here, I'm present. And we have that in Yahweh. We have that. The Lord is my shepherd if we choose to follow our shepherd. A lot. Another thing is the shepherd is prepared. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now in the summer, a shepherd will take his sheep to the highland. He'll go there and he'll prepare this location. Like he'll put, in modern days, he'd put like a salt lake there. He'll build shelters. He'll pull poisonous weeds. He'll fill holes so the sheep don't step in it. Preparing this so the sheep will be safe. We can think of this more of a plateau, but it's also called a table. Kind of like the rims would be, on top of the rims. That would be a plateau. Things that, when I think of this, like it might be the animal king or lion king, but think of like the lion king where there's all these gazelles and impalas and antelopes and all these things, and maybe even goats and sheep running around. Just this happy little thing, but then what else is around? There's lots of animals around. There's going to be predators around, hungry predators. And we have predators in our life. They're waiting to pick us up. We might be on this table. The shepherd prepared for There's predators around. We don't, may not see them as predators, 
These are some of the words the Bible uses to describe those predators. Greed, lust, power, sexual immorality, slander, gossip, uncontrolled anger, unforgiveness, lots of different things that are predators. They're prowling around to get us. Things that keep our eyes off the shepherd. And when the sheep are grazing on this plateau, and they know the shepherd is present, they don't, they don't worry about those enemies. They don't worry about those predators because they know they're safe. They're keeping their eyes on the shepherd. And I think we need to keep our eyes on our shepherd. Ephesians 2.10 so, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's prepared us beforehand. This shepherd preparing this table for his sheep, preparing it for us, that we're following the good shepherd, we're walking in the path that he's prepared for us. There's something else that the shepherd also has, is he has oil. Now oil in those days could be used for several things. I mentioned the sheep can't have irritations. They can't have those flying bugs around. So the oil could be used as a, as a repellent for these insects. Oil also would be mixed with like sulfur or something like that is, is medicine because sheep are constantly getting sick or getting little diseases or something. So you'd mix that with sulfur and you'd put it on the sheep and heal the sheep. It's no different than what we do. In fact, this week I was prayed for and I was anointed with oil when I, they were prayed for me. We pray for people. When people go out and they go somewhere on mission trips or things like that, like we anoint them with oil, we pray for them. When we pray for healing, we, we often anoint people on oil and pray for their healing. It's the same thing. We have a shepherd that's prepared. We have a shepherd that's prepared a table for us. We have a shepherd that's prepared to anoint us with oil, to take care of us, to heal us, if we choose to follow him. Lastly, we have a shepherd that life is just better with. The shepherd loves his sheep. Verse 6, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Now I mentioned this a little bit earlier, something about sheep is they'll, they're, they like are destructive. They're destructive if left to their own. But if they have a good shepherd, shepherd or sheep leave the land better than it was before. In fact, they say sheep manure is like the best fertilizer of all the animals. And sheep also, what they do is they eat weeds, other animals don't eat weeds. They eat weeds. And actually, sheep eat weeds when they start to sprout up like thistle. They'll pull those up and they'll eat them. They'll even pull the roots out. So it just it eliminates it from the fields, leaving it better than it was. And the sheep, they feel loved. And the sheep love their shepherd. The sheep are only going to follow their shepherd. The sheep don't want to leave their shepherd. They want to stay with him forever. And when the sheep have a good shepherd, they're going to leave behind the land. It's going to be better than when they found it. Do you know that good shepherd? Do you know Jesus? Who we know is the good shepherd. The good shepherd that laid his life down for his people. If you don't know him in a few minutes, I'm going to pray and I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, I want to know this good shepherd. I want to know this shepherd. The shepherd that's going to find that lost sheep, he's going to bring it home. Those that are following the good the shepherd, following the Lord, following their shepherd, I'm going to leave you with this question. What are you leaving behind? I hope you're leaving behind blessing. I hope you're leaving behind goodness and love. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray for all of your sheep. Lord, all of us sheep. Lord, I just pray that we can just focus our eyes